You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And this is the NFL Divisional Round Playoffs Reaction and Recap. Uh, Lots of interesting things that we saw this weekend, some that we have never seen before. And, uh, I mean, we're just going to take them in order. Uh, The show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They have got six incredible sports books. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about us over at winningcureseverything.com. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms, etc. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. Uh, make sure you leave a comment. And if you're listening on the podcast, go hit that subscribe button for us. Share the show out. Tell your buddies about it. And if you would, so kindly, leave a, a very nice five-star review. Uh, we would appreciate it. Let's go ahead and, and start it off. Let's go back to Saturday afternoon. Uh, we're recording this, I mean, minutes after the, the Packers and the Seahawks. But we're going to start from the very beginning. We're going to go through all four games, probably spend about, you know, 10 minutes on each game, roundabout, uh, not, not to take up too much time. But let's go on and talk about the, uh, the 49ers and the Vikings. 27-10 to 10, out in Santa Clara. Uh, game started off, you know, 7-7. Both quarterbacks looked kind of surgical. Looked like uh, Minnesota it saw something early with that press coverage when uh, when Stephon Diggs got that touchdown pass. It looked like this was going to be a ball game, and it's fourteen to ten at the half. And you're thinking, okay, we're going to start this off. This is going to be one hell of a weekend. This is going to be fantastic. Um, and then after that, it was, I mean, that lights out, lights out. If you look at the stats, three hundred eight total yards for San Francisco. The Vikings only mustered 147 yards of total offense on 11 drives. Uh, 3.3 yards per play for them. They had 126 yards passing, which was actually more than what the 49ers had. They had 21 rushing yards on 10 attempts. Now, 
first off, regardless of whether you get down or not, I don't care what your game plan is or whether or not Dalvin Cook is hurt or or whatever, to only run the football 10 times it seems kind of malpractice-ish to me. Uh, watching this game, I could not figure out why they did not at least attempt the run more. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I thought the same way. I, I never felt like they were so far down that they couldn't run the ball at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just one of those things where they were able to get nothing really going uh, once they kind of got down. It, San Francisco, you know, did kind of put the clamps on them in the first half after that first touchdown. But, it, they, I mean, it was 14 to 10 at the half. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not out of this thing. It it was it was strange to me. Uh, the 49ers had 47 rushing attempts for 186 yards. That is Kyle Shanahan football. Oh yeah, and and time of possession, of course, big here. Dominated. 38 minutes and 27 seconds to only 21:33. Uh, the 49ers looked incredible in this game, but I don't know how much of that was the 49ers, and how much of it was just a really bad game plan by the Vikings. Like, I don't want to take anything away from San Francisco, but gracious, this just – it it didn't look like it was that much of a mismatch. Am I am I crazy for thinking that? No, I'm, well, I thought it was going to be a mismatch, and, and I'm not really surprised by it. But I I don't know. I just felt like you're not really passing the ball on them either. It, it would yeah. be one thing if they were able to be cut – they were cutting them up passing the football. Okay, then I would say, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense why they got away from the run. They couldn't run the ball. They can throw the ball, so let's just throw the ball. You're only down by 10 even after the halftime when San Francisco scores. You can still – your whole playbook is still there. Your whole game plan is still available. Continue to run the football or at least try to run the football to give the threat to run. And, I mean, nothing. No, no, we don't even know could they have run or not because they didn't try to. Yeah. I mean, it was – it was really – this is a weird ball game. Like, especially after the way that the Vikings came out last week. That's right. And, and played so well. But, you know, this is another – just chalk it up again to uh, the Vikings playing outdoors, whether it's cold or warm or whatever. Uh, when they play in a dome on the road, it seems to be no problem. When they play, but that has nothing to do with their game plan, though, Gary. Uh, no, no, like, I, I just think that's happenstance. No, I but if they have a terrible game plan, that's why they lost the game. I understand that completely, but this this plays into that narrative. It's a stupid narrative. It is what it is, but it continues to happen. Like it, it makes no sense as to why they wouldn't be able to. I don't know. I I don't understand it. Um, it. I mean, it just makes no sense. They. They had 79 yards on that touchdown drive. And then, you know, 147 for the game. Uh, I mean, they had less than that the rest of the ball game. Like, that's just, I don't know. Here, here were their drives in the first half aside from, uh, from the touchdown. Their first drive went three plays for two yards uh, and ended in a punt. Then they had the touchdown drive, which was seven plays, 79 yards. Then they had three plays, negative two yards, three plays, four yards, Six plays for eight yards after an interception and got the field goal uh, basically to end the half. And then they throw an interception uh, right out of the gate, and, and they're down 24 to 10 at that point. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It was strange. It all, Everything about this game was, was very weird. Um, 
I will say this, you know, the, the 49ers defense, like whether it was the game plan or not, uh, they showed up. Like they, they've had a few weeks off here, a couple of weeks off, and they looked rested. Whereas, you know, we'll get to the Ravens here in a minute. Um, this is what they look like is why you would want to break, right? I mean, I guess they, 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 they didn't have the same break that the Ravens had. The Ravens took two weeks off. 49ers took one. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That's the NFL team, well, well, I mean, we can get to that now. We can get to that then. But NFL teams are built to where one week off is how they do business. In the middle of the season, anything more than one week off is, is throws off the complete uh, uh, rhythm of everything that they do. So, yeah. the 49ers had a normal week off. So, that's a bye week. It's, that's, that's nothing different than a bye week in the middle of the season. And then they got back to business. You still have momentum. You still know what you're doing, and and you're still in football speed and football shape. You sit on the couch for two weeks. We're having a different conversation. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Um, is there anything else that we need to hit with the uh, the 49ers and Vikings? No, Jimmy G played a lot better than I thought he would early. Um, he looked sloppy towards the middle of the game, and then he closed the game out just fine. Yeah. So um, I looked for a prop bet where I could bet him and. Uh, Kirk Cousins to both throw interceptions, parlay them together because they are the same game. This doesn't make really any sense to me. You can't parlay two props in the same game. Uh, yeah, they they do that basically everywhere. Um, but I've never I don't understand the logic behind it. Like, because, well, they because they don't allow you to parlay like correlated bets. Right. Sure, you can. You can parlay spreads and and over unders. Well, yeah, yeah, they, you can do that because they Those they don't correlate it. They don't consider that correlated though, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me. But it's, both it's, quarterbacks to throw interceptions isn't correlated. They, they have nothing to do with one another. Agreed. But but when it comes to prop bets, they don't allow you to parlay any of them. I know. Well, yeah, you do. You can parlay two prop bets. They just can't be in the same game. Really? You absolutely can parlay two prop bets. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. They just that can't sense. be in the same game. But that's the part that doesn't make any sense when it's two quarterbacks. Like if I was going to say Richard Sherman's going to get an interception and Kirk Cousins is going to throw an interception, then, yes, I can't parlay both of those because, it's because Richard Sherman's interception now counts for double because yeah. Kirk has to do it unless they do some weird flea flicker or something of that nature. But – Having both quarterbacks that are involved in the game that are never on the field at the same time is completely irrelevant to me thinking Kirk Cousins will throw an interception and Russell Wilson will throw an interception. They're the same bet. You have a very valid point there. Um, I mean, I'd have won money and they would have lost money, so I guess it's smart on their part, but rarely is that smart (laughs) on their part. Usually Usually they'll take anybody's money. Yeah, usually usually I'd make that bet and I'd lose it. (laughs) You, uh, You got a very valid point. Let's uh let's go ahead and move into Saturday night. Probably, or not even probably. This was the most surprising um, outcome of the entire weekend. Titans twenty eight, Ravens twelve. It's just an old school ass kicking. It was, and and when you go, if you just look at the box score, uh, that that doesn't, it, the box score doesn't match up with the way that the actual game went. Um, I mean the Ravens. Put up numbers. And, I mean, they had drives, a ton of drives that ended in Titans territory. But when you have three turnovers and you go 0 for 3 on fourth down, uh, you're typically going to lose that ball game. 
especially yeah. against a team that made the playoffs, regardless of whether it's a sixth seed or not. Uh, sure. This was, you know, Lamar Jackson uh, threw the football 59 times. And we, this is not like a jump on Lamar's, you know, uh, uh, not showing up type of thing because he absolutely showed up. Um, he had 20 carries for 143 yards, but when Lamar Jackson is throwing the football 59 times, that that's not what you want to have happen with this offense. That's just not how they are set up. Um, you know, I, obviously, I think Mark Ingram, you know, him being hurt changed uh, changed things a little bit. But the way that the Titans ran out and took advantage of opportunities early, that had more to do with it than anything. Um, I, I don't know that Ingram's injury mattered at all. I, that no one, it didn't matter who touched the football; they couldn't run the ball. No, they couldn't run the football. Um, but on on top of you know, it, not not on top of it, but it, they they couldn't do anything with the football. The wide receivers kept dropping passes, tight ends kept dropping passes. Um, but it wasn't just that; it was their entire game plan had to change when they got down fourteen to nothing almost immediately. I don't know about that. I don't know that your game plan completely changes. You're down two scores. That's not, it's not the end of the world. They weren't physically able to run the football. And if an injury mattered, it was it was it was Mark Andrews injury because yeah. the backup tight end got hit in the hands four times, all for big first downs or touchdowns possibilities. And a couple of those were the tip passes that got intercepted. And uh, that guy just was a shell of himself playing way outside of his league. And uh, they really could have used a sure-handed, big-time tight end there. Yeah, no, you're you're right. That's about that. the that's the injury that mattered. But I don't know that 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 total. I mean, it would have changed the game if they would have made it closer. I don't know that it changes the outcome though. I just don't. I think Tennessee shut them down and everything. They, well, they made they made them throw the football. They yeah. kept him in the pocket, and and only a few times was he able to get outside of the pocket. And uh, you kept him in the pocket and you let him try to make plays. And there's a couple of times he did. He made some big, big plays. Now, thankfully, Tennessee, um, those big plays happened at well-opportune times. The big monster throw to Hollywood to get them down to the one-yard line. Well, there's no time left on the clock. So they can't even run an offense. They get one shot at the end zone, don't get it, got to settle for three. Yeah. But if that happens at, you know, with five minutes left to go in the game or five minutes left to go in the quarter or the half or whatever it was, then, then there's a really good chance they get a touchdown there. Yeah, so that's a four-point play, and 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 it just it kind of everything seemed to go Tennessee's way, but but Tennessee forced that hand, and once again, this comes down to their offense and Derrick Henry. The reason Tannehill was able, and Tannehill made some great throws. I'm not knocking Tannehill. The reason Tannehill was able to make those throws was because the absolute terrified uh, what Derrick Henry does to off uh, defenses right now. Yeah. They're just. They're just no one can physically tackle him when he's healthy, and that offensive line is pushing people around. Now you're leaning on secondary guys to make tackles. Yeah, and he, he and that's had, just not going to happen. He had 202 yards rushing um, in the ball game. He is the first player ever to go for over 180 rushing in three straight ball games. That's right. Uh, it is absurd what he is able to do right now. Uh, the Titans came out, had to punt on their first drive. Uh, Lamar throws an interception. They uh, the, the Titans come down and score 35 yards, touchdown, 7 nothing. And then after that, uh, they have a, a fourth and one uh, from the 45-yard the line. And Lamar tries to run it. 
and he gets, gets no nothing. gain, you know, gets shut down, and immediately the Titans come out, throw a 45-yard touchdown pass, and that was, I mean, it, you, you could sense it right there. Uh, because the Ravens had not been down uh, at all. At, nope. at, at, in what, what did they say, 12 games? Has it been 12 games? It probably was. I they, don't remember the they, stat, and I didn't see it. But, I mean, they dominated almost every game for, you know, the back half of the season. They were they were plus 97 in the first quarter for the entire season. Um, they came out and overwhelmed people early. And once the ball gets rolling, then they were able to dominate teams at just an unprecedented level. Because, and, and yeah. the Titans actually did what the Ravens do to people. You get out up on them early, and then you just control the line of scrimmage and you control the clock. Now the Titans did and, it a different way because the Ravens like would continue to score, right? They just that's right. Over I don't think the Titans continue. have the ability to do that. I mean, even against the Patriots, they they blew them out from the line of scrimmage standpoint. Henry got everything he wanted. They scored fourteen points. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's, and so so at the at the end of the day, you know, it's not like they have the ability like the page or like the Ravens had all year to just score at will whenever they want. They just happen to in this game. When uh when you felt like the game might be over, is the first drive of the second half when Baltimore drives it all the way down to the Tennessee eighteen yard line. They get fourth and one. Or well, really, let's start with third and two. Yeah, and they run Edwards up the middle. Uh, and he only gets one yard. And then you run Lamar Jackson up the middle for nothing. And they get stopped on fourth down. And then immediately the Titans come out. And, you know, you, you have Derrick Henry, you know, on second and five for four yards. On third and one, Henry goes for 66. Yep. And it's it's almost ball game at that yeah. point. I mean, it just it, – when, when the Ravens could not convert fourth downs, which – they, everybody has been very happy with them all season long because they have turned into the analytical team. And, well, you know, we're going to go forward on fourth down here. It, rather, the, I mean, they're at the 18-yard line. That's almost a guaranteed three points. You turn that game into 14-9, to nine and you got a shot. But the numbers say, all right, well, we didn't get the first one. We should, we'll probably be able to get this one. Keep going. And I, I don't know if the analytics are wrong. You just went up against a team that was ready for it. My yeah. problem more than the analytics was some of the play calling. I feel like if they hard play action, some of those make it look like the fullback or the, the running back is going to just die for it and just hard play action, bootleg Lamar out. Lamar could probably walk to the first down or don't pass it to somebody open. But the problem is – if you don't have anybody you trust to catch the football because they're dropping it all over the place, you have to have Lamar be able to bootleg out. I feel like Lamar can snap the ball and run to the long side of the field, always the, the lengthier side of the field, and he's so fast. If he just runs at a little bit of an angle, he'll be able to get two yards before he gets out of bounds and nobody can catch him. Yeah, I agree. Like, I just believe his speed is that great um that 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 I would try to do that other than run him up the gut all the time. It, but it really felt like every fourth they, down play all they did was run it up straight up they did the Tom Brady quarterback sneak, but it didn't work. Like, they, like I think they felt like they had the better line of scrimmage. They they felt well, like they, they, they were wrong on and, that. They were just they were, flat ass wrong. That yeah. is pride and that is ego and that's what cost them the game if they thought that. That's yeah. the truth. Well I mean if you look at the play calling, I mean is there any other explanation? I mean why why not go with you know, running Lamar out to the outside 
Why not go with anything bootleg to where you've got you know? a run pass option? Anything. Yeah. I don't know. It, it You're, make okay. Any sense. Then if that's the case, then that is ego, and that is and they got they deserved all that ass whooping they got because that is nothing but pride and ego. I I agree. I agree. I watched Bill Belichick lose a Super Bowl due to pride and ego. Yeah, that like that happens sometimes with coaches, and you just and he's the best that's ever done it. It's so it's that's, like it, that's all that is. If you thought you were smart, I just thought these. I don't. Maybe they didn't have a play that could. I don't. I don't know what I thought, but if they thought we we can push this offensive line, this defensive front seven around. They were sadly mistaken. Yes, they were. That front seven, if you're not going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry and say you're the hero of this game, that front seven gets all the accolades. Because they gave up nothing. Rashawn Evans and Jeffrey Simmons uh, really, it felt like, showed out in this game. Oh, um, yeah. Those, these it, were – but it, and here's the thing, though. It was a collective effort by the by the front seven. Oh, yeah. That, this, was the, this was the earmark game for those two guys, though. Yes. This is yes. the game that's going to put Simmons on the map. People are now going to know his name going into Kansas City, and all the announcers are going to talk about him far more than they would have previously. And he will be somebody that we begin to watch and recognize, uh, you know, as so, the game's going on. So after they get the uh, the touchdown to go up twenty one to six, the next possession they come out, and you can tell that Baltimore is a little bit shell shocked, right? And Jackson is sacked for a loss of five yards. He fumbles the football. Uh, Simmons recovers it at the 20, and six plays, 20 yards, you know, and, and then you get the, the Derrick Henry. Um, oh, no, this is the, uh, the Ryan Tannehill one-yard run. So the, the touchdown pass from Derrick Henry, which was awesome, by the way. <laughs> like, just incredible to see him. The, the angle, did you see the angle um, from the, behind the end zone to where, like, you can't see Derrick Henry at all? And then you just see him magically appear above the line of scrimmage and just toss the ball. It was a spiral. Like, it was incredible. Um, mm, it was kind of a floater. It was like a knuckleball. It was, it was 100% a floater. <laughs> it was, but it was, it was straight. It was a straight pass, and it was right. It, like, what, what's funny is Marcus Mariota was on the field, and he was over on the, uh, the right sideline wide open. Like, there wasn't a single person covering him. So, had Henry not thrown it into triple coverage to Corey Davis, he did have an option over there to throw it to Marcus Mariota, um, which I, I thought was weird. Like, just really weird. They, they, Arthur Smith deserves a lot of credit for his play calling in this game. Uh, it, was, it was something else. But on this one, uh, Tannehill, you know, sneaks it in on third and goal. They go up 28-6. to six, And, you know, it, it's not like Baltimore was not able to move the football. Uh, like I was saying before, 530 yards of total offense. They had 92 offensive plays in this game to only 53 for Tennessee. Ben, but uh, don't break, man. That's what defense looks like today. Uh, you got that right. Like if the every every score, great team, every great team in college and in pros, you're you're not just making people punt all day long. It's giving up yards and and just shutting them down in the red zone. It's making the stop when you have to make the stop. Yeah, and and that's what's important. And there are some defenses you can look at and say, I trust this team to make the stop when they have to. I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care what the metrics say, and I don't care what the analytics say. This yeah. team can make the stop when they have to, and some can. When is the 
maybe you know this. I didn't hear him say it last night. I hadn't heard anybody talk about it today. The last time a team won back-to-back road playoff games having less than 100 yards passing. Like, I, I don't know when. I mean, they only had 83 yards, the Titans did, in this game. And then I know they had less than 100 uh, against the Patriots. Yeah, I, I don't know that that's ever been done. I mean, I just I just don't. It's absurd. I mean, I'm sure. I, I, okay, I mean, it could have been done in like the 60s or the 50s or whatever. I don't. I got no idea about what look football looked like then. But in modern day football, I can't imagine that. I just can't. No, I don't know. It's it's absolutely incredible. Because some of those great teams that had crap quarterbacks, um, you know, that, that Baltimore team that won a championship and all that stuff, like they weren't they weren't the wild card team. They're not on the road. No. doing it no you're right about that you um, know this was i mean a, another stat you look at three out of three in the red zone for the titans one out of four for the ravens um it was just unbelievable to watch it, it was it was a lot of fun to watch this ball game you know i it, sometimes these games uh they they may not do well as far as ratings and, and whatnot because of the style of play but I think the Titans make this style of play fun. Like, I, call me crazy for that, but it, it's it is riveting television to watch. Uh, just mainly just because of what Derrick Henry does. I mean, he is he's a beast. It's, I mean, it's kind of impressive that they've won these two games against these two teams, and the guy that I thought before the last three or four weeks of the season, okay, was their best player and most dominant player is AJ Brown's getting. He's just not even involved. I will uh, venture to wager that AJ will have much more of a presence against the Chiefs. Against the Chiefs, <laughs> much softer passing game. Yeah, I, I would, I would think so. Their secondary probably going to give up some plays uh, to Ryan Tannehill. I, I would wager that Tannehill has a pretty good outing next week. I, I don't see that Chiefs defense shutting them down now. At, you know what? Anything else that we need to hit on with the uh, with the Ravens and Titans? No. Let's go on and move into the Chiefs and the uh, uh, the Texans. Um, write down my time here. And so, Chiefs fifty one, Texans. Did it end up thirty one? I turned it off in the last couple of minutes. Uh, I don't remember if if I watched the whole thing, but I just don't, I know it was a twenty point game, and I think they might have scored one last time. Let's see. No, it was 51-31. Nope, they 51, didn't. Fifty-one thirty-one. Yep, they they did not. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I'll tell you what happened in this game. And so, I am getting ready to sit down and watch the ball game. And so Saturday was my birthday. Uh, my wife had to go to Alabama for some family stuff. So it was just myself and my fourteen-year-old daughter. And she runs downstairs. And. I'm I'm set up. I got my drink ready. I am like I've got my whole work area right here set up. <clears throat> and she goes, "Dad, I really need you to take me to Target right now." And I said, <laughs> "Right now, right said, now. Can't can't like, stop." I said, "Right now?" Like cuz her mom was coming to pick her up at 5 and you know whatever. And I said, "The game's about to come on. Like what are you talking about?" And she said, "It won't take long. I just I, my my compass and protractor broke and I need it to finish my homework." And I said, you have got to be kidding me. Okay, fine. So I I didn't even think about, like, I'm like, all right, we'll be back, you know, into the first quarter. This will probably be 10 to 3, you know, something, 10 to 7, something like that. Yeah. Okay. And I walk in the door, 
and it is the end of the first quarter, but it is 21 to nothing Texans. And I'm going, what has happened? Like, it, I, I had to go back and look and see, and it, they blocked a kick, and Deshaun was dealing, and the Chiefs couldn't get anything going on offense. And I thought, man, you know, it, luckily, so I didn't, I, so I wagered Chiefs on the show. But I had the over-under on this of 52. Okay. And I see 21 to nothing, and then I see the Texans are about to line up for a field goal, and it's 24 to nothing. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, what is happening here? And then I see the implosion of all implosions. From the time that I sat down and I watched <laughs> that field goal, after that field goal, the Chiefs outscored the Texans 51-7. to And Bill O'Brien's team, like usual, folded like a cheap suit, man. Against a good team, this is typically what he does. And it was even more remarkable to watch than usual. Uh, tell me your thoughts on this. Like, what, what happened here? Well, so before we start breaking down the game, let's break down some betting stuff. Okay. I had the... I had a money line parlay with the Chiefs and the 49ers. So I needed the Chiefs. They got down 24 nothing. sweating that. I got the Chiefs minus 10, not pretty much thinking this is a loser already. The <laughs> one winner I had that I thought money in the freaking bank because they were down 24 nothing was Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. And I was like, they're going to do nothing but throw, and I'm going to win this in my sleep. Thankfully, they're getting beat, and I'm going to win one of these two. Um, and uh, and so I'm feeling okay. The big comeback starts happening. They are up by four. And let me tell you what Vegas thought of, of, uh, of this game and the outcome of this game. The line is minus 10, right? Some places got it down to nine, nine and a half. All right. right. Let's let's leave it at 10, the worst number for the Chiefs. They're only up by four. The second half line opened up at minus seven, which means they think they're winning this game. They make they're making the line even bigger than it was previously before <laughs> the game started. Vegas thinks they spotted them 24 points, and we still think not only are they going to cover the 10 they're going to cover it bigger than what they normally would cover it by. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I didn't have the stones to put down on the 11 and doubled. If it was smaller, I probably would have, but I already had so much action and everything was going against me already. I was just like, okay, let's just leave it at this. So let's get to the breakdown of the game, by the way. Well, hey, uh, so before we even do that, uh, when Houston scored to go up 21 to nothing, the ESPN win probability for the Texans was 91.2%. That is yeah. insane. What I, wonder, what I did what I didn't look at was and I don't know that I could have even gotten this um because I don't I don't think the place that I bet does live betting like it's not like hockey where as soon as a team goes up by two scores I can bet on the other team to win. I have to wait for the end of a period or the end of a quarter. Yeah. But I wonder at after the first quarter what the money line was to bet the Chiefs to win the game outright. I, I wish I could have found that. I wish I'd have looked for it. I bet it was plus a thousand. I, I bet it was. I, I would have guaranteed bet that. It might have been a small bet because I had just so much money already riding on the damn game. But it, it, it would have been a taste just because you know, hell, if everything else comes through, then I'm then I'm good. 
But I think at the quarter it wasn't twenty four nothing. I think it was only it was, 21 it was twenty one nothing at the end of the first quarter. And That's then what I thought. Early, like a couple of minutes into the second quarter is when they kicked that field goal. So I should have been able to get a live line after the quarter, and I, I was for, part of me was just in panic mode, just thinking, uh, yeah. "Oh no, oh no, oh no! I've got way too much riding on all this, and it's all going bad." Um, so, but let's get into the game. Um, the Chiefs played about as bad. See, I don't know that I credit, and maybe this is because all year I haven't really credited the Texans for anything good that they've done. Um, the the Chiefs just played a really piss poor game on the first quarter of the game. They weren't ready. Not, not a single player could make a play. Mahomes was hitting everybody in the damn hands. And I mean everybody in the hands. You want to talk about drops from the Ravens? Oh, there was there was not four or five drops in the first quarter of this game. There were six or seven. And we're gonna we're gonna change directions here. At the end of the thing. The Chiefs come back. They figure it out. They play their style of football. And if they don't shit the bed the entire first quarter of the game, this is a bigger blowout than than what it finished as. By the oh, way, oh yeah, uh, this is th- th- this is this is absolutely a, a bigger blowout than anything you could ever imagine. Um, t- two things I want to want to focus on. One of which is um, analytics. It's gotten into football. All right. Yes. Yes. And it's high time it does. There's one area of football that analytics is not involved in at all. And I mean at all. And it needs to get involved in. Okay? Because it happened last night. And then it's coming back this week too. These teams need to stop having somebody back there trying to field punts. We just need to – you're getting – quit trying to block the damn punt. I know we had a block punt today for the Houston, and it went really big for them, and they got a touchdown, and that was awesome. I get it. I absolutely get it. You – unless you know you can get there, and there's no way on earth you're going to get the penalty to give them another possession, you're getting the ball back. You're getting the freaking ball. And the difference between – I know some of these guys think I can take it to the house every time, but most of the times you get four yards, but you lose like nine or 10 seconds. Okay. And now today in football, there was a day and a time where I would have taken one inch over one second. That's just the way it was. The game's not played like that anymore. I would, I would much rather have 10 seconds than 10 yards because you can get 25, 30 yards of play the way the offenses are in today's football. Yeah. Okay. So when the ball is kicked and your feet are on that ten yard line and you don't need to just why why just run just start blocking people don't call fair catch because you can't fair catch and block somebody just start blocking people and don't let them get to the ball and hope it goes to the end zone but if it doesn't it's not the end of the world just quit trying to field the punt it doesn't benefit you at all and too many bad things can happen which, once uh, in a blue moon you can run one back. Which play are you talking about? The Tyreek Hill muff punt. I know, which do you remember? Was that third quarter, second quarter? No, oh, that was the very first quarter. That was that was, was the, the third score of the game. The third score. They were right up there. by fourteen. Houston's up by fourteen. They finally get to punt for the first time in the game. They got a block punt, score for a touchdown. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Chiefs go three and out. Chiefs punt, are, are, so so they get the ball. The Chiefs finally get a stop, finally get a stop, and they punt the ball back. And Tyreek Hill on his own five-yard line. That's right, yep. Most of punt. Why are you feeling the damn punt? I know you think you can take it to the house anytime you want. Guess what? 
It doesn't matter. You got Patrick freaking Mahomes. You know what would help? If you catch the damn football, you wouldn't be in this spot. Now you think you can catch a punt? All right, so so let the thing drop. Let's play off of this. Um, Houston is up twenty-four to nothing, and they've got a blocked punt and a muffed punt and a muffed punt. And that they is, gave him the ball on like the four four yard line, three yard line. Yeah, which which you know they got a touchdown. That's twenty-one uh, nothing. Let's see, six yard line. They they ran two plays. Yeah. Um, so they got a touchdown there. They get a punt. They come down. They score a field goal. They're up twenty-four to nothing, and then. They get a, uh, let's see, the Chiefs get a kick return to, let's see, the let's see the Houston 42, yep. and then they score in two plays. Now, on the next drive, when it is 24-7, to the Texans go three and out, mm-hmm. and on fourth and four, rather than just punting the football and playing defense and hoping that something good happens again when you punt the ball, um, they direct snap it to Reed, and they run him on, let's see, the right end for two yards. I was about to say, and he so got half of it. He got half of it. From your own 31-yard line, fourth and four, why on earth would you go for that right there when you're up 24-7? to seven? And if you don't get it, you are giving the most prolific offense in football the ball back uh, only 33 yards away. Like, explain this to me. Now, that I don't have an answer for, okay? Why why people go into desperation mode when they do doesn't it, make any sense to me It seemed like a panic move, didn't it? No. That, that was a panic move. Yes, that was a panic move. And and I don't and I don't get that, all right? That, that I don't understand either, but there's no rhyme or reason, and that just doesn't happen very often for me to have a say in it. The reason I'm panicking, not panicking, but making a big deal about the people – you know, returning the punts. Yeah, trying last to return night, punts. Last night, it wasn't the muff punt. It was guys fielded the punt. Then they ran around for seven seconds before they got tackled. And you need those seconds. You don't need that three yards you got, dickhead. Yeah. The, just, the, just fair catch the thing or get out of the way and let the thing roll. Yeah. The because Ravens, too many bad things can happen when you try to catch it. The Ravens could have used the time uh, on that last drive. Yes. And – like I don't I don't know that it was clock mismanagement so much as it was like okay, you wasted seven, eight, nine seconds. That's right. Trying to that's return right. a punt. That's that's at least two plays in the NFL. And in two plays you can score. Yeah. I mean they you they get score. down there, they run one play, uh and we're back to the Ravens game again, but they, they ran one play and Lamar had to throw it out of bounds and then they've got yeah. three seconds left with no timeouts and All game. You know, you you gotta have you gotta kick the field goal there. Yeah. So, either no. way, back to the uh, the Chiefs and the uh, and the Texans here. Um, the Chiefs come down after that uh, after that fake punt, and three plays, thirty three yards, score to make it twenty four to fourteen. Immediately, they come out and fumble the ball, like just right on on the kickoff. Um, you know, t- the Chiefs get it back. And score again. Score again. Like it's three Hang plays, on. six The yards. last two, the the second and third touchdown, exact same play call. Oh yeah, exact same play call. It was beautiful. Yeah. So I'm texting with a, I'm texting with a buddy of mine, and he was like, "Wait, did, did they just run that same play call?" And then a couple of plays later, they got down in the same position when they were going to score the fourth time. 
Yeah. And it was like, they were like first and three. And he was like, I bet I know the play call. And they didn't run that play call. And I think they that was the one where he got like the weird shuffle pass. Yeah. And he yeah. might have crossed the line of scrimmage, but he didn't and, and whatever. But like that was third down. They don't get that. And I'm thinking, what you, you know what play to run. They can't they can't guard it. It's yeah. not a they don't know it's coming. It's a they don't have the guys to guard that scheme. They just don't. Yeah. Because if they cover the underneath man, which was Kelsey every time, then somebody else is going to be wide, not just a little open, wide open. It, it is remarkable that the Texans blew a twenty-four to nothing lead, not over the course of the ball game. No, but over in, the course the, of one quarter. In one quarter, they gave up four touchdowns, and and then at the end of the half, missed a field goal. Like interesting that they that they said on there that. In the playoffs, nobody had ever attempted a 50-plus yard field goal in Arrowhead. I yeah, thought that was I mean, that's a, when you say in Arrowhead, it changes things. Yeah. A, how many games in Arrowhead have we had that are playoff games? The weather's always bad in Arrowhead, usually in playoff games. Yeah. We've got snow and wind, and so that doesn't surprise me. Um, let, me let me tell you what I found really – What I, well, I guess wishful thinking, getting back to the greediness of and my, my gambling issues, is <laughs> I – I really wanted Houston to make that field goal because I think that would have made the second half line a lot shorter. If it was only a one point game, yeah. that would have made the second half line a lot shorter. I think, I think I might've been wrong. I think. And then I would have had the stones to put it on then. Yeah. I mean, if it's like Kansas city minus four, yeah. minus five, something like that, yeah. then you feel like you've got value there. If it's a, a when it touchdown. was, a, when it was a touchdown, I thought mm, I'm, I'm staying away. Yeah, because I've got it, you, enough on it already. If it was a field goal, I would have I'd have taken it. You you feel like at some point in the second half that okay, Houston will will get this thing back ticking again. Right? And instead I mean the Chiefs scored on what was it, seven straight possessions. They scored touchdowns on six straight, then they kicked a field goal. And I mean once it's fifty one thirty one, I mean it's I mean that's that's it. Like it's ball. Oh yeah, it's ball game. You know, that really when when it got to forty eight to thirty one, like the Texans could not stop the Chiefs at all. And and don't get me wrong, I kind of had a feeling that they wouldn't be able to because I mean, well, yeah, I thought they honest. wouldn't be able to the whole game. They stopped them for a quarter. Here's what's crazy though: the Chiefs' defense, unbelievable. After, after they gave up those twenty four points, uh, they yeah. they shut them like a toilet seat. They just dropped them. Here's here's what they did. Uh, Let's see. Once, uh, once they gave up twenty four points, so it was twenty four to nothing. C. Spagnoli uh, is their defensive coordinator, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had, he he pitched a hell of a game third uh, second quarter on. Yes, uh, four plays and out um, for the Texans. Then you've got the uh, the kickoff return fumble, uh, six plays and out. Then you've got the missed field goal. Then you've got uh, a three and out and a punt. Then you've got a nine-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. You've got a six-play, 33-yard, uh, and then down on downs, or turnover yeah. on downs. Then you've got another nine-play, 33-yard, over on downs, 13 plays, 68 yards, over on downs. Yep. Like yep. They, When they got to a point where they had to score touchdowns and couldn't get field goals anymore, and they were having to go for it on fourth down, they weren't getting it. This Chiefs defense last year, the year before, the year before that, and the year before that, 
would have given all, all those up, all yeah. of them. This would have been a shootout. You're talking 49-51 ball game. And Spagnola has built that defense up, and he has coached those boys up. But but the coach of the day goes to Eric Benamy. And, and I think this is a man that just, A, has gotten the complete shaft this coaching hire series going on. And one of the biggest knocks on him was, well, he doesn't call plays. And I think Andy Reid made it a point. Now, I haven't watched every second of every Chiefs game, so I don't know how often he calls plays or not. But he called plays today. Yeah, He had the play sheet, he had the headset, and he was running the plays in. And I'm going to tell you, my Browns are going to regret not taking him. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the New York football giants are going to regret not taking him. Now, yeah. I, I don't know if the Cowboys are going to regret it. I I, went I, on... I would rather have him over McCarthy, but that's fine. And and I think they're going to regret it. And then I, I, abso- I, I don't know about Carolina. The, two, I'm guaranteed of. And the third one, I feel real good about. I so I was on with TJ uh, last week on the Three Dog Thursday podcast. Yep, and he asked me about that question about being a me and does he deserve? And I, I said yes, of course he deserves a job. But uh, I, I said let's let's look at this giant situation because that that was the one that was big news last week and and whatever. Yep. But he was asking me specifically about the Giants job, and I said. Do we even know that Benemy wanted that job? Like, I think that's a, a big thing that people maybe don't pay attention to. Um, Gettleman is still there, and it, he, it's it's like a, a lame GM walking. Um, I don't know of many people that would have taken that Giants job. Now, I understand no, there's you. You could be right, and I don't know the ins and outs of this. I don't know. I do think he interviewed for it though. But I, that doesn't mean anything. I'm going to tell you this. As a Browns fan, my list consisted of one slightly A of Josh McDaniels as I think Josh McDaniels is going to be an outstanding head coach his second turn around. I think he's going to be a spectacular coach his second time around. I think he was pretty good his first time around. He had, he had Tim Tebow as his quarterback, and, and a whole lot you can do with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, that was his decision, though. I mean, one, one B – is is Benemy, and I'd rather have Benemy because then I have a chance of Tommy coming back to the Patriots if Josh's still there. And uh, I think third would have been um uh oh my God my brain just went dead defensive coordinator for the Eagles that uh, uh, Schultz Schwartz yeah Schwartz I, I think I'd I'd rather had Schwartz over 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 um. Stefanski, yeah. Which, how funny is that? That Stefanski gets the job uh, the day that his offense only puts up 147 yards. Yep. I mean, the just, only thing I can think of is maybe he was told he was getting the job and just didn't care about football anymore, which is insane. You want that Super Bowl in your resume? Yeah. I, I wouldn't think that that's what happened. I think I think his offense just got shut down. So, well, and, but it was also like like we said, just terrible game plan all all day like it was just weird but he's he's the one that puts together the game plan yeah no, you're right. the, the reason i had a flaw with it was not the execution it was the game plan yeah it was it was just the play calling in general in general it was it was strange um as far as but, passing yards go on this uh this chiefs texans game 
348 passing yards for the Texans and only 316 for the Chiefs. Can so, we take out the first quarter? Uh, well, I can't. On I, I don't on, have the ability to do that with what I'm looking up on my phone. No, not not right now. I can't. I would um, venture to say that if you took out the 240 yards that they got in the first quarter, then maybe they didn't have a lot in the first no, quarter. No, they, they that might be wrong because they scored off weird plays. So no, they, yeah. if you those, go back, those might be legit numbers. No, they're they're 100 legit because think about it. Okay. Like, they had a 68 yard drive at the end of the game that ended on downs. They had a 33 yard drive that ended on downs. Another 33-yard drive that ended on downs. A 75-yard touchdown drive. That's, uh, you're right. You're right. Half. Okay. I so, was. I was. I thought I was trying to take a shot there, but their first, all their scores came after the first big drive on weird stuff. Yeah, it was. It was strange so, stuff. I mean, they're, so they're those first, didn't. Those, those didn't cause them yards. Their first drive of the game was six plays, 75 yards, and it was a masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, they came out of the gate ready to roll. When um, when I saw that, I just thought this is going to be an over game. Like, I, I just knew b- both teams are going to score tit for tat. And then when the Chiefs kept dropping the foot, I mean, the Chiefs look like they've never played football before. They look like they've never practiced. And this is, this I mean, they is had that four different week. guys have drops that hit them in the hands, and some of those guys were I'm, were wide open. Oh, yeah. This is like they had the bye week last week. I, you have to think a lot of that played into it, right? Did they rest their guys the week before too on week seventeen? No, they played the Chargers, um, but they it, I, they rested like maybe in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, they 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 played. They that's played. fine. They, you can play. That's fine. You can play. So I don't think the bye week messes you up. I just think that happens. I th- I mean it, it's I could see it making teams a little rusty to start with, right? I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you this: every time a team takes week 17 off and they've already got the bye week locked up, I'm going to bet against them at least in the first half line. Oh yeah. Like I will I will conventionally just bet against you in the first half because I just assume it's going to take you a half of football to 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 get lubed up. Yeah. Cuz your bones aren't worth aren't used to sitting on your ass for 2 weeks. Um the MVP of this game, do do we give it to Mahomes or should we give it to Travis Kelsey who had 10 receptions, 134 yards and three touchdowns? It, it's a 1000% Patrick. I think you're probably right. It's not even close. He was he was unreal. Uh, he was their leading rusher, seven how, carries, fifty three yards. How in the world I got even odds on two and a half touchdowns? Hey, you got me. It was even, even freaking odds. That's insane. on two and a half. That this wasn't after they were down twenty four to nothing, right? No, it's before the game started. That I made this prop Some, like this morning. Somebody somebody set the wrong line. I mean, that should have been at least like three. So I got greedy. We're going we're gonna to talk about the next game. This is a pretty good segue to get into the next game. But it's a little bit on this one, a little bit on that one. You can put it wherever the hell you want. But so you can actually move one of the props, the the number, and it changes the juice. All right? right. And I didn't even think about it with Patrick's. And the only reason I didn't is because I saw even odds, two and a half, free money, take it. Okay? Yeah. But I opened up the Seattle game. Once I realized this Chiefs game's in the box, and I'm I'm covering all three bets, and I'm about to be super duper loaded, and so I drop down the uh, the Seattle game and say Russell Wilson passing. Let's see how this goes. Two touchdowns was minus one thirty eight, and I thought, oh, that's bad odds. What's three touchdowns? So to make it two and a half to where three is a win, not a push. Okay. Was what I send you 
plus 335, 385. Yeah, it was on up Man, there. I, I texted it to you. Three, da, 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 351. Yeah. So I moved it a half point to where three wins it. And I, and I went from minus 138 to plus 351. Now, it didn't matter because he, he only got the one. And they just refused to throw the football. But uh, I will I will tell you why. I wish I'd have bumped that Patrick one up. That's and that's what I'm trying to get to. I should have looked at it first, and I should have juiced that Patrick one. Here, here is why that line was two and a half. He had three, let's see, to start out the season, three touchdowns against Jacksonville, four against Oakland, three against Baltimore. Then he had zero passing touchdowns against the Lions. He had one against the Colts, three against the Texans back when they uh, when they got beat 31-24. Uh, then he plays against Denver and gets hurt. He only had one. Mm-hmm. He comes back on November the 10th against the Titans. He throws four three. And then listen to this. November 18th against the Chargers, one. Against Oakland, one. Against the Patriots, one. Against Denver, two. Against Chicago, two. Against the Chargers, one. So... He had not had three passing touchdowns in a game since November the 10th. I love it. Free money to me. Oh, yeah. Market incorrection, baby. Well, when, when he did not have an MVP season. I know that. But we're now in the playoffs, and he's the best quarterback playing football right now. Yeah. And guess what? That's not just because he's the only one left. He was the best quarterback playing football when the playoffs started. Yeah, he absolutely he, was. He is still a better overall. He didn't have the season. He's still a better overall quarterback than Lamar Jackson. He is a much better quarterback than Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. He is still the best quarterback in football. I don't yeah. care about what his season was like. We're in a new season now. Yeah. No, and I'm only giving you the stats because – we're trying yeah. to figure out where the line came Try from. Trying to figure out why the hell they were so far off. Oh, I bet if I'd adjust I'd adjust it to three. Oh, it would I have been astronomical. Because I mean, I just moved it a half point and they moved that other one plus almost four hundred points. It was like yeah. plus three hundred and something points. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely oh. insane. So Oh, the- that'd have been so much together. Oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, All right. Don't Let's, agree. Uh, Move on. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. We, we're 52 minutes in. Let's go ahead and talk about the, uh, <laughs> the Packers and the Seahawks. Um, Packers win 28-23. to 23. Uh, First things first, let's go ahead and talk about the, uh, the spot at the end of the game. Um, Jimmy Graham catches a pass. The, the Packers need one more time or one more first down to uh, put the game away. You know, the Seahawks are out of timeouts. Uh, if they get the stop, they get the ball back. Or, you know, Green Bay has to go for it on fourth down, whatever. But the spot, I did not see any way that he got to that line. Uh, am I am I crazy for that? And no, it, I don't think like, he got there. But I almost it doesn't matter. I mean, it, I, I like, had the Packers minus four and a half, so like I obviously yeah. it was good for me. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this: it was close enough to where whatever the call in the field wasn't changing. That's, and I could easily see watching that live. You giving him the spot because of the way he fell and the way he landed and the way he rolled. It, it just it's too hard when a guy's falling forward. The ball's technically behind him because. The ball's here and his head's over here. And so you kind of think, and then he like rolls. And by the time he finishes rolling, he's like way the hell over here. Yeah. I, I totally get why they said he got the first down live. Okay. I absolutely see that there's not enough to overturn it. And that's fine. Seattle got beat because Seattle has the worst play calling in all. All of the teams in the playoffs. I have been t- I've been talking about this since last year. Do you remember me talking about Schottenheimer? Yeah, Brian Shanahan. Schottenheimer. Yeah, wanted he wants to run the football so badly, and and I I don't know that it's him or if it's Pete Carroll, I, but you don't have running backs, man. Like what? I, DK Metcalf is a grown ass man that cannot be stopped. He got two freaking passes. Yeah, he had two. And, and like Troy's even showing like. He's wide open. Russell sees it. Why isn't Russell throwing the ball? Like, I don't know. What the hell is going on? It, it Why are we running the ball every time they get into the seven-yard line? But when they got, like, first and goal from the eight, that yeah. they'd run it three times. And they score two times. But it's just one of those things where that yet you're, you've lost, like, three minutes. For, you're down. And now you're losing, like, three, four minutes of time running the football here when you want these quick, easy throws. A, I'm greedy, and I wanted these three touchdowns. But <laughs> the, the other side of that is, is just imagine what happens if you throw for those three touchdowns, okay? You don't lose that extra minute and a half. That bad spot doesn't kill you. That yeah. bad spot doesn't end the game. The, if you look at, two minutes left. If you go back and, and look at the numbers – this will give them even more reason to continue with the play calling that they, they, they are playing with right now. They had 24 rushing attempts, which doesn't seem like a lot, but, God, it felt like a lot during the game. Uh, they had 60 plays, and they, obviously they had to throw the football a lot when you get down 21 yeah, to 3. you get down 21. Um, but they, they had 24 carries for 110 yards. That's 4.6 yards a carry. That's not bad in the NFL. Like that's that's pretty. It's better than uh, than what the the Packers did. They had thirty carries for one hundred nine. That's three point six. So, you, when you look back at the numbers, like it, you're going to think, okay, well, if we had just made a play here or a play there, we win the ball game, which technically is true. True. But the the well, play calling put them at such a disadvantage in this ball game. 
Yes. It, yeah. It, no, well, what lost the game for them is third down. Aaron yeah. Rodgers on third down was hitting – and this is so weird to me. It was so frustrating. The, the stats I, on that, by the way, three out of nine for the Seahawks and nine out of 14 for the Packers. Yeah, that'll do it. Nine out of 14 right there will win you a ballgame. You tell me a team got nine out of 14 uh, on third down, I'm just going to assume they won the game or at least covered whatever line there was. Yeah. This game was a close game. That team didn't get blown out. Um, Troy Aitman. Troy Aitman has forgotten more about football than I will ever know in my entire life. Twice, twice on those big third downs, he says, oh, anytime you get uh, Devontae Adams lined up man-to-man, you got to go to him. And both times they did a replay. And both times, as soon as the ball snapped, everybody on defense immediately backs into a zone. I I don't know a lot about reading coverages. I don't know what too high said. I don't know what any of that shit is, okay? I'm not great at it. But being a New England Patriots fan (laughs) – I know when to predict. I, I can see a zone the second the snap is called. I can see a zone because Tom Brady picks it apart every stinking time. And teams finally, last year and this year, figured out it just can't run a zone defense against him. You have to play him man to man, even if you can't match up with the receivers. You have to. And I'm thinking, why does he keep saying that it's one-on-one and Devontae just say it's a zone and, and Adams is finding the hole in the zone and Rodgers is hitting him wide open. Yeah. Because every time it's a stinking zone. Normally I'm, I'm not one of these guys that like, I hate the booger memes and just making fun of bad announcers. Bad announcing sucks. Okay. John Gruden ruined my favorite night of the week for over a decade. All right. But now that he's gone, nobody's that bad. Okay. So I try is, not to is booger complain. Not that bad? No, Booger's Booger's not as bad as John Gruden was. No, absolutely not. Okay. I, I look, I am still on the corner. I know he said draw play. I think he misspoke. He wasn't trying to say that. He I, I know I know what you're coming I, with. It's I'm standing on the Booger corner still. All right. That's all, I, I do like Booger McFarland. I do. When yeah. he says when he tells stories, I find him very entertaining. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that he has no qualms about criticizing people who do dumb things. All right. And Gruden lived in a constant world of blowing everyone. Everybody was the greatest player he's ever seen in his life, which means none of them are very good at all. Because if everybody is the best, then you're all average. Yeah. If everybody makes A's, then now A's are average and it doesn't matter and it doesn't mean anything. So (laughs) on that, Troy was bad tonight. Yeah. Troy was real bad. And like these are things I'm trying to figure out. How the hell is Monte Adams wide open every freaking third down? Is anybody going to cover him at all? And they've got guys, and even at the second half, they talked about, well, we're going to put Shaq on him, and and Shaq Griffin should be able to shut him down. Or, or, and he did. He did. Monte Adams in the second half numbers went way down. And when he had a big play, it was when they went back to the freaking zone. The, the zone play, like, so I can understand why they would go play zone. I, I can understand. Really? Because – it, here's here's why. Um, you feel like you can get a rush on Rodgers, right? And, yes. and Rodgers, like where we look at Joe Burrow in college, when you blitz him, his numbers go up. With Rodgers, when you blitz him, his numbers the past couple of seasons way have down. gone way down. Way so down. if you can get a pass rush on him, then you feel like you've got a shot here. But if you're going man-to-man, then you feel exactly what Aikman said. If it's a man-to-man and you've only got one guy on Adams, then you know that that's where Rodgers is going to go every time. 
Like that's, but that's I, where he's going every time in the zone, and it's wide open. Right, you don't need that, three seconds to throw the football. They, they couldn't get to him, though. That's what I'm saying. They couldn't get to Rodgers. But you can't get to somebody when the guy's running the hot route. When he's running the short cross, yeah, that's, and I, it's third and three or third and nine, guess what? That wide receiver can get nine yards quicker than an offensive or defensive lineman can get four yards. Yes, agreed. Agreed. And, and so, therefore, he's going to hit it every time because it's wide open. Rodgers was... Uh, Dude, was... go to press coverage. Listen, I don't know a lot about a lot, okay? Yeah. But I would press the shit out of that guy, and I would put the biggest, strongest cover corner on there knowing that he's going to burn me. But before he burns me, I'm putting his ass on the ground. He's yeah. going to have to get back up and then burn me because yeah. I am checking him at the line which, of scrimmage. Which will give, he's not getting that hot route. Which will give your defensive line time to get to Rodgers. Yes, and, he's and not getting get... that hot route. Woe beyond me to think I know more than Pete Carroll. and Or... Or, or Ken, Corn, uh, Ken Norton Jr. is the, uh, the defense yeah. coordinator. Yeah. But I, I, I'm just telling you, the zone just isn't working. And it wasn't the whole game. And yeah. as soon as the first quarter's over, you know it's not. And you don't change for three quarters? Well, they finally changed towards the end of the second or the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, they, went, they went man-to-man. That's when Adams kind of got slowed down finally. But nobody else is beating you. The reason you run a zone is because you don't know who to double-team, by the way. Yeah, you no, run a zone because you don't know who to double team because they have so many weapons. Well, guess who doesn't have so many weapons? That's a good point. Uh, Rodgers was 16 out of 27 for 243 yards, two touchdowns. It felt like he had a lot more completions than that. Uh, as far as no, he, he had the same amount of completions as Devontae Adams uh, had catches. Well, and Adam, that's the only guy that caught the ball. Adam oh. said. Adam said eight. And and yeah. and Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham getting up doing the old peace sign. Yeah, the the number two was for the only two big plays you've made the entire year, by the way. And they were both in this game. You made two big catches. Congratulations, <laughs> Jimmy. You made a contribution to something. Here here are the guys that uh, that caught passes for Green Bay tonight. Uh, Adams had eight receptions for 160 yards and two touchdowns. Jimmy Graham had three receptions for 49 yards. Geronimo Allison, one catch for 11. Jamal Williams, one catch for nine. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, one catch for eight yards. Aaron Jones, that one for four. That was a massive fantasy bust this year. Yeah. Uh, Jay Sternberger, one for two. And Jake Kumaro was targeted one time but did not catch the ball. Uh, so that, that evens to 16 receptions, 243 yards. Averaged 15.2 per completion. Uh, Russell on the other side. If you took Devontae Adams' numbers out of there, the average completion would go way down. Jimmy Graham had one big one and one like eight, eight or nine yarder for a big first down. Yeah, De- Devontae Adams, uh, he averaged twenty yards of reception. He carried he carried the entire offense. Yeah, I've never seen a receiver shut. I will tell you this: they go to San Francisco. I don't know what the line's going to be yet. They go to San Francisco. They will not play a zone, and that defense will put him on his ass. They gonna check him at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I, I agree. They're big and they're physical and they're nasty. When uh when it comes down to it, this was a fun game to watch. Uh, this oh, was no. evenly matched teams. Uh, it was it was beautiful. Just a, a beautiful I was disappointed game. in the weirdness that didn't happen. Is that is that wrong on my part? I guess like we've come to expect these Green it from Bay the Seattle games. Hey, Seattle plays weird games all the time. Yeah, and these Green Bay Seattle games have always had something in the middle of it that's been big controversial or just weird chaos or something. And it was a 
pretty clean game from start to finish. And no, no turnovers. really strange or weird happened. Not not a ton of penalties, no, you know, block kick kind of things. Like I, I, mean, I do think I do think the face mask on uh on Javion Clowney is a makeup call from last week. I, I do agree with that. Because that was not a face mask. That was a he tackled the shit out of that guy and he threw him down like a rag doll. And last week we didn't call that unsportsmanlike penalty that we should have. And so we're gonna hit him here. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you there. I was looking to see if they've uh, if they've already released the lines. I didn't see lines as we we're as you were talking. I was I was trying to look up what lines tomorrow were that are, are, are for next week. I'm sure they'll be out sometime tonight. I'll find them in the morning. I'm uh, I'm actually looking at sportsbook review right now. Anybody got anything uh, close? Let's see. We do not have a line for Green Bay San Francisco yet, uh, and I'm imagining they're trying to figure out injuries and whatever. Else. I don't know who would be injured, but typically uh, San, line, uh, Green Bay had a couple of guys go out tonight. So that, that's, that's probably, probably what they're waiting on. Um, but the Titans in Kansas City, Kansas City opens a seven and a half point favorite, uh, and the juice for the opener for Kansas City is plus one hundred. Kind of so if you want if you want to lay all those points, we'll give you money. Well, yeah. It's even money if it's plus one hundred. It's even. Yeah, even. Yep. So it's uh, oh. it's interesting. I mean, right now, I'm not touching that. I've just, I'm gonna have to sleep on that a couple of days. We don't have to make a pick till Tuesday, right? Right. We got a couple of days. We'll 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 wait to make that. Uh, we'll wait to make. That. Ask ask the Lord about that one. <laughs> I don't know if I like that or not. This uh, yeah. Let's let's close this Packers Seahawks game. Uh, Rogers played a beautiful football game. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't the best. He wasn't the Rogers of old, but he was close to it. He hit the open man when he had the open man. Yeah. He was and, he was he was dead on accurate when he needed to be accurate. He can't really get away and he can't run anymore. Um I, I thought it was funny. He broke out one time to take off running and I was like, Oh man, he makes yeah. that guy miss. He's got nobody in front of him for ten yards and instead he didn't even try to make that guy miss. He slid at the line of scrimmage and might have lost half a yard. Half a yard. Yeah. And I was I, like I saw the flow. Dude, if if he misses that guy, he's got ten yards easy. Nope, yeah. not even taking that chance. Not even trying. <laughs> um, not not dumb by him, by the way. Probably smart move. I, I'm okay with that. He, and, he's uh, gotten hit and so yeah, many times, I, he, like over the years. Uh, it, I, I can understand why he would go down in yeah, that spot. Just go down. He he's definitely accurate. He's he hasn't lost his accuracy. He hasn't. He hadn't really had to throw the fastball, so it's hard to tell if he lost the fastball or not because he just doesn't throw that pass anymore. I mean, he just doesn't thread the needle anymore. They they run a different kind of offense where guys just kind of find holes and get open, and he can find ways to drop balls in. Yeah, no, you're right about that. It, it's weird to think about because, you know, we haven't we haven't paid attention to Green Bay in a while. Um, you know, they're thirteen and three this year. We kind of we all kind of thought it was a little bit fraudulent. Well, but, every game we thought, well, they should have lost that one. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. should have lost that one. But if you, you I think back, the only team that's good that they kicked the shit out of. Was it the Cowboys? Uh, and the Cowboys ended up not being a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Let's see. I'm looking at the schedule now. 10-3 to over Chicago, 21-16 over Minnesota, 27-16 over Denver. They lose to Philly. Uh, they beat Dallas by 10. They beat Detroit by 1. They beat That Dallas game, they beat the hell out of Dallas, though. I know it was a 10-point game. They they dominated every point of that game. Uh, they beat Oakland 42-24. to They beat It was Kansas a Saints City. game. Let's see the Saints get all right. So they they got destroyed by the they didn't they didn't play the Saints. 
This oh, okay. For some reason, somebody said they have the tiebreaker over the Saints for home field advantage, but that, that didn't make that any had, sense. That had to do with uh, with uh, division, like an NFC record. And so, oh, okay, NFC record. I got you. Yeah. So they yeah because they lost the Chargers and the Saints lost to didn't the lose NFC. any AFC games. They lost NFC games. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so, they got killed by the Chargers. They got killed by the 49ers. <clears throat> I think so the only team the they season, really dominate like that to end the season. So they beat Carolina by eight. They lost yep. by 29 at San Francisco. Uh, yep. They beat the Giants 31 to 13. But then the four games to end the year, uh, 20 to 15 over the Redskins, 21 to 13 over the Bears, 23 to 10 over the Vikings, 23 to 20 in comeback fashion over the Lions. That 21 to 10 game against the Vikings was a pretty dominating win too. Yeah, 20, 23 to 10 on that Monday night. It was and they because they because they yeah. don't. I mean that the, the Vikings the Vikings scored. Yeah, the Vikings scored late to get it to ten. I mean that that was an that was an ass kicking from start to finish. They never had a chance to win that game, and it was on the road. Um, that's the only I think that's the only good team they beat the hell out of. Everybody else was a one score game. Yeah, everything was pretty much one score. Uh, they they beat the you know Giants by eighteen. Yeah, but that's um, a that's a bad team. Uh, like, that's, we, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Beat the hell out of bad teams. I don't care because everybody's got those in their resume. But it, but even still, like they didn't even beat the hell out of bad teams typically. I mean, it was no that Lions game at the end of the year. They needed that win to get home field advantage yeah. and to get the bye week, and they almost got got. Yeah, I mean they they were down what seventeen to three at the half or something like that. Yeah, I mean they needed they needed a big time comeback. So Let's see, I'm I'm trying to pull up the stats on it. it they, was, they're an interesting team. They they are an, they are a real interesting team. I will tell you this: if they go into San Francisco and they win that game, I'm I will be impressed. Uh, I agree. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, one because of the State Farm commercials, but two because it's it's the old guard against the new. You know. Well, the other part of that, not just the old guard against the new. Are we even thinking about coaching matchups here? Because you and I watched uh, what's his ass in in Tennessee last year, and what, Vrabel. Yes, and no, not Vrabel. Um, the OC. Um, Arthur, the OC for Tennessee, the Giants. I mean, no, the Packer, the Packers head coach oh, was Matt, the Titans. Matt Lafleur. Lafleur, yeah, I was Matt it. I wanted to call him Fowler, but I knew that wasn't right. Lafleur. <laughs> Lafleur against uh, against Vrabel would be interesting. That'd be very interesting. Well, Lafleur against Andy Reid would be a coaching mismatch of epic of, proportions. Of, yeah, um, like. Yeah. Do we think this guy's going to be good, or is this just a product of Aaron Rodgers carrying this team? No, this is not Aaron Rodgers. This is that Packers defense, like a hundred percent. So, so we're not. So we're still. We're still not. We're not believing in Lafleur, right? I not yet. Would you to... buy stock in him right now that he is a fourteen and three coach with a playoff record, knowing the price you have to pay for stock of a fourteen and three coach with a playoff win? I I would buy stock in him if I knew that Mike Pettin was going to be his defensive coordinator for the. You know, nope, for the duration. Nope. See, but the problem is, is you're paying a you're paying a premium price for him. Do you think he's going to be better than this next year, or the year after that, or the year after that? Even with no. Mike Pettin, no. This is his ceiling, right? We believe that. Yeah, I think I think the I, Packer fans perfectly. everywhere are like <laughs> you mfers, well, and, and they they can if they want to. But look, they, the they this is his six, ceiling, right? They went six in, uh, six nine and one last year. Like that—that's what the Packers did, which gave them the easier schedule this year. Uh, they didn't have to really beat anybody this Touché. year. Touche. They didn't. They so, really didn't. I mean, they—they they went thirteen and three against nobodies, 
And we thought that winning, I thought that winning against Cowboys was a, was a big boy win. And then we came to find out, Oh no, the Cowboys are a shit team. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Basically. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're a hundred percent certain. We don't know what the number is. We're certain. We're certain the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. We're certain of that, right? No, I'm not. Man, I got till Tuesday. Don't be trying to rush this on me. <laughs> Matt LaFlower, or whatever the hell his name is, is not going to be a Super Bowl quarterback. Not his first year as coach? A head coach. It, but look, I don't, I don't necessarily trust Jimmy Graham. And I, I haven't seen anything out of Kyle Shanahan to make me think that, like, he is that much better than an Aaron Rodgers quarterback team. You don't, you don't, you don't remember, you don't remember that, you don't, you don't remember I, that, uh, that Falcons team that that he completely turned into the best offense in football for two years. Yeah, but he he's got Jimmy Garoppolo now, and oh, as opposed to Matt Ryan, who's lighting the world on fire without him. I I have more faith in Matt Ryan than I do Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no chance of that. I call me nuts if you want to, man, but I I I don't. I don't know yet. I'm one guy struggled to win four games. Come on. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo and them like well, and had far superior weapons, by the way. But look, they went six and ten in Shanahan's first year. They went what four and twelve last year? Is that right? If you gave Jimmy, if you gave Kyle Shanahan all of Atlanta's offense of weapons, the whole offense line, everything, but he gets Julio, he gets Calvin, he gets he gets everybody that comes with it. But he has to have Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo, yeah, whatever. And you and you give the Falcons all of what they've got. He he's he's got the same team he's got right now, and they're probably better than they've been because the, there's no Julio Jones on that team, and Julio Jones is one of those receivers that change lives. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, but like I did just see this Falcons team go into San Francisco and beat them in like week 15. That's fine. So, like that's it's a, that's, that's the, the NFL, though. I understand that, but that that's where I'm coming from. Like, I yes, it was a dominant win for uh, for the 49ers over the Vikings, and no, the Packers didn't look great, but I think the Seahawks are better than the Vikings, uh, especially on the road. I would, I agree with that. I, we're not disagreeing on any of these things. I, I think the Packers have a chance here, um, but uh, we did see San Francisco absolutely beat them to death. I mean, beat them by yeah more than four touchdowns. Uh, just a you know middle middle of the season, whatever it was. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, if you need an answer right now, yeah, I'd probably go 49ers, but I I wouldn't say it's a guarantee right now. I just can't believe in Matt or whatever his name is LaFleur. is going to make the Super Bowl his first year as head coach. That's if, just if, not what happens. If he does, Mike Pettin deserves the biggest raise of any coordinator that, out there. That doesn't that doesn't happen in this sport. It no, just it, it really doesn't. Uh, if if Rabel were to make it, it would be his uh, his second season. Yeah, second season. That's we're having a different conversation. Okay. Lots of things change in two years. Yeah, but your true. first year, your first time being a head coach. But at Shanahan, it would be his third season, right? Yeah, yeah, it's his third year. And so, I mean, we'll we'll see. It, like for for Lafleur, like it's not so much the coaching as it, he's got Aaron Rodgers. Like it, it and I understand the defense you got Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Adam Jones. Aaron Jones, yeah. Aaron Jones, whatever. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Everybody knows I'm really bad with names. It's, it's not a disrespect good. thing. I, now, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's absolutely a disrespect thing, 
Right now, it's absolutely not a disrespect thing. No, it's all, I think everybody understands. The only reason I'm correcting it is just so that we have it right on the podcast. Oh, yeah, so Perfect. people know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I know it's going on in my brain. You know it's going on in my brain. I don't want anybody else in there. That's what okay? happens. And they don't uh, want to be in there either. When, when we've been doing this for four years, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know anybody's name. Yeah, that That's, guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> all right, anything else that you can think of that we need to hit on? No, I think we're good. I think we're good. All right, go over to tunicatravel.com. Tunica, Mississippi is the South's premier sports gambling destination. They All their sports books are great. Their golf courses are great. Their uh, steakhouses are great. The concerts and comedians and whatnot that they have coming through, all great. They got some good stuff going on down there. Tunicatravel.com is the website. Go find out more about us over at winningcureseverything.com. Uh, you can find our podcasts, previews, picks, videos, social media platforms. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You guys know the deal. Go check it out. Leave a nice review on the podcast. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Make sure and comment. Tell us what you thought about the games this week. Uh, If there's not anything else, we will see you all again in the next few days. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.